0: From our 901 Mission Street studios, you are listening to the San Francisco Chronicle. Welcome to The Big Event. This week's episode is a tribute to the Skate Patrol with Skatefather David Miles, Jr., David is an unofficial mayor of Golden Gate Park. He came to San Francisco from Kansas City in 1979. He loved the roller skating scene and has managed to make a career out of skating in San Francisco. He runs the Church of Eight Wheels, the only skating rink in the city, and presides over the skating place in the park. I've interviewed him several times over the years and he's full of larger than life San Francisco stories and history. Here's David Miles Jr. on that time after the Loma Prieta earthquake, when skaters decided to roller skate on the quake-damaged double-decker Embarcadero Freeway.
1: The Friday Night Skate started with the earthquake. In yeah. Night. And uh, they had the Embarcadero Freeway. It was closed off to car traffic. And so the Skate Patrol used to have meetings every Thursday night. And so after the Skate Patrol meeting, we would take off at night and skate around the streets. Well, one day we came across the freeway entrance that said, do not enter. <laughs> And there was nobody there, so hey, let's go.
0: You skated the Embarcadero Freeway, the double-decker? That (laughs) is
1: a fantastic experience. That was like Disneyland for a roller skater.
0: Here you are. It's like a video game, David. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> with, with lanes, you know. <laughs> you, you're on top, you know, right where the bridge uh, goes under uh, that ramp that used to go uh, from the Marketo Freeway onto the Bay Bridge. Yeah. You can start from up there and just blaze all the way down. Nice, smooth asphalt. It was so cool. And uh, there were other people up there. People would go up there and walk around and stuff like that.
0: This podcast is a companion piece to a big story I wrote on the Skate Patrol, which celebrates its 40th anniversary this week. I found a fantastic 1979 photo in the Chronicle Archive with seven Skate Patrol members, tracked many of them down, and told the story of how a few fun-loving roller skaters shaped the future of the park. Please check that out. It's one of my biggest projects this year. The story's on www.sfchronicle.com in the style section on Sunday, July 14th in print. And I'll be promoting it a lot on my social media this week. We're your concierge for culture in the Bay Area. I'm Peter Hartlob and this is The Big Event. David Miles, welcome to The Chronicle. I'm so happy to have you here.
1: It's great to be here.
0: Yeah, I, you didn't skate here, did you?
1: No, I did not. I actually drove a car. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, I'm excited here to talk to you about uh, uh, the Skate Patrol, the history, and um, what you're doing now, and some of the challenges you overcame. But I wanted to start just with your first San Francisco experience. Do you remember the first time you were here? Because you were not born here. No,
1: I was born in Kansas City. Yeah, I'm one of those uh, one-way bus ticket people. Yeah, (laughs) that came in. Um, My very first experience in San Francisco was when I got off the bus at the bus station on uh, Seventh and Market. Uh I was not that impressed when I got off the bus. (laughs) I was basically looking for. I was going to start my life over. I was coming. My mom lived here. Then she kept telling me to come. And um, when I first got off the bus, I was on 7th and market, and i come out into the street, and I'm looking around, and I'm like, hmm, uh, okay. Um, you know, I, I was, I did not have a lot of knowledge about San Francisco. I didn't know anything really about it. Um, I, knew that, I knew that about the Golden Gate Bridge, I just didn't know it was here. <laughs> 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 I mean, in Kansas City, you don't pay attention to those things. I went to um, Union Square. You know, I went to all the places that, you know, all the tourists go. And after a few, you know, hours of that, I'm like, okay, that's not cool. So (laughs) I saw a sign that said Golden Gate Park. And so I went up to the Conservatory of Flowers. And when I got there, it was a sunny day, and the people were laying in the sun. Well, in summer in Kansas City, you don't lay in the sun, you'll burn. Um, So, you know... I said, oh, you know, let's try this. So I laid down a little bit and looked up and went like one, two, three. Okay, that's enough. <laughs> yeah. And then I, when I got up, I saw four people go by on roller skates. And I had never seen that before. Not outdoors. Roller skating and roller rink is one thing. But when uh, I saw those people go by on roller skates, I'm like, wow. Now, that's cool. I know how to roller skate. Uh, this is, it'll be fun. And... I went and talked to them and they told me that the park was closed to car traffic on Sundays and that thousands of skaters came out. And I'm like, wow, that's that's great. Let's let's check that out. So I went and got me a pair of roller skates. I came out that Sunday and discovered a <laughs> fantastic world on wheels. It's 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 undescribable. There there must have been, oh, ten thousand people or so out on the street. And there was no you skate here, you skate there. It was nothing like that. It was just the street and people skating, riding bikes, got their kids, families, all up and down JFK Drive. And I went to, you know, since I don't know where nothing is, I'm just taking pathways and, you know, the park has some great paths. it yeah, have some great yeah. spaces. You know, just behind uh, some of the streets, you know, it was, it was like a totally different world. And – I would once I came out there, I was hooked,
0: yeah and I mean, I was there i I skated there, I loved roller skating, and my parents took me. I was a child, uh you know s- seven eight, nine years old in the in the seventies, and i I almost have a hard time describing it because the technology has changed now, yeah. um certainly it's become I think more of a transit city. Um, but I still remember it. I can still feel it. So I think that, that whole
1: the, the whole thing about roller skating uh, is really the second wave of the hippies. You know, in the 60s, you, know, you had the hippies, the Summer of Love and all, and JFK Drive was close to car traffic in 1967, Summer of Love. I think that what was happening is a lot of the people that was running the city wanted to tap into that special energy, and I think that even today, when you go out to Golden Gate Park on Sundays, that special energy is still there. It's 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 like the essence of San Francisco. You 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 can be a part of it. You can feel it. You can almost touch it. It, it is so strong. But I think that what you see right now in Golden Gate Park, with um, all the different activities, and you have Lindy Hop, you have roller skating, you have uh, all the other different activities that's going on. I think you can track it all the way back to the Summer of Love, 1967. Mm-hmm. This is the last. You know. This is the last example of that type of freedom, of that type of uh, of San Francisco special energy. I, I think that today it's just as strong as it was then, only now it's, oh, a little high-tech. Um, uh, it's evolved. It's just like everything evolves. It's, you don't have uh, thousands of people out there like you used to have, but you still have that same sense of freedom, that same sense of fun, that same sense of, of belonging that... You really, this is what people complain about, is leaving the city. Yeah, and, you know that it's not here anymore. It's still there, and it's still there now, like it was then.
0: Yeah, and your your job, it seems, is to be to preserve that energy. You've made that your job. When did it turn from, hey, I'm going to go out and skate with these people and have fun to. Um this is going to be something that 's more than that. This is going to be yeah. about me organizing and and right. becoming a leader and how did that evolve um
1: I think it really evolved when we when we were first a roller patrol we were uh two volunteers from each rental truck that came out to the park to create this group
0: and and tell me about the group why did why was the group created i mean
1: because you had uh, Fifteen to twenty thousand roller skaters coming out to the park every Sunday. Yeah, uh, the city was going to ban roller skating in the park. They were going to get rid of it.
0: And this is like seventy nine, eighty. Yeah, this yeah. was
1: seventy nine. Yeah. And um,
0: what was their reasoning? What What were they saying you know, was the problem? I mean, this doesn't sound like a problem having. You know, no, no, it was it was a problem. Yeah. It really
1: was. Anytime you get that many people doing anything without any uh, structure, you're going to have issues. You had. Um, You still had some of these hippie people that was selling these giant weed cookies. Now it's, like, legal, okay? But back then, uh, people would just pull up a a wagon with their kids and put up a sign and do anything. Then you had um, the neighbors along the side. Um, People would park in their their parking spaces. They would urinate on their, their, their houses. I mean, it was pretty bad. And the injuries. People were getting hurt. You have two park patrol for the entire park system back then. They couldn't handle it. It was basically out of control. There yeah. was no infrastructure to handle the skaters, not enough bathrooms, not enough uh, emergency people. So when we first became Roller Patrol, uh, I was just kind of happy to be there. I wasn't looking at leading anything. It's just that when people started getting heard and people started needing help, um, I just thought, you know, there's nobody here to help them. We need to do this. We're here, they see us with these bright red outfits. And we need to help them. We need to be trained as first aid. We need to be trained as CPR. We need to have a structure. And I got a military background. I was in the Army. Mm-hmm. So I basically broke the group down into four teams. I had four squad leaders. <laughs> 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 and um, there were four areas in the park that was banned for roller skating. So you had the Conservatory of Flowers, no roller skating. The uh, Music Concourse Uh, Children's Playground, in Stow Lake. So I would break the teams down into four teams. They would take those four areas and rotate through the day. And the people that were doing it were proud to do it. They wanted to help. They wanted to um, be like a guardian angel on skates and stuff like that. That was another thing that was going on at the time. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it's just something that as the years go by, Okay, now we're first aid and CPR. What do we do now? Well, uh, let's get a petition to close the park to traffic on Saturdays. <laughs> yeah. um, let's get more time. Let's, let's represent, basically. And so in, here today, um, you have half the park that's closed off on Saturdays. Mm-hmm. I mean, we started doing that back in the 80s, but, you know, it's a long process for some of these things. And um, now we're about to go forward and try to get the park closed on Saturdays just like Sundays.
0: So what about City Hall? Did you know anything about City Hall when you came here and what was it like kind of dealing with them?
1: Uh, I would go down to City Hall and go to each and every supervisor's office and go, hey, how you doing, we're the Skate Patrol, you know, we trying to do this in the park, we need your support. And I think they looked at us and went, I think in their mind they went, "He's crazy roller skaters? Yeah. And I think after they thought about it, it's like, yeah, crazy roller skaters, that, that's okay. Yeah." Um, it was always trying to get support for something that we're doing, um, especially the, uh, road closures in the park. Um, we're always trying to get a roller skating area, a specific spot so that we can skate. And my philosophy is, you know what? It doesn't matter if you don't know how to do it. It doesn't matter if, if you don't know these people, they work. I'm a citizen. I pay taxes. You go in there, they work for us. You just got to tell them what you need. You got to tell them what you want to do. And I've never had any problem with that. And I think that impressed uh, each person I was talking to. Ballot initiatives. They had a ballot initiative from the uh, museum uh, to build a garage, mm-hmm. and it failed. We had a ballot initiative for Saturday closure. It failed. We, 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 we defeat each other. And so, like I said, I'm always a compromise guy. Look, you know this back and forth ain't going to work. What we got to do is come to some agreement. And it happened. And I think that that was one of the things that really made the political establishment and the people in the park really take me a lot more seriously because we, it's one thing to say, Hey, we want to roller skate. It's another thing to say, Hey, we want our roller skating to affect people in the city. You know, we want to provide this activity so that people can, you know, enjoy themselves, have a good time, live up to the mission of what the park is. And so you know, in the beginning, back in the 79, man, just walking into City Hall to me was a special thing. I, I didn't really like doing it. but You said
0: walking and you weren't rolling in.
1: I have skated in.
0: You have skated in the City oh, Hall? Oh, yes. <laughs>
1: um, Mark Leno. Yeah. He's another person that helped us when we needed help. I've skated from San Francisco to LA like 15 different times. Yeah. And on one of the times, Mark Leno was to send us off. But he was late, so I had to go get him. Now, I'm not taking these off. So we just go in there and skate. And what's really great is the people at the door, you know, everybody knows us. They knew <laughs> us already because they always see us in Goliath Park. So, and you didn't have metal detectors and stuff yeah, like that at yeah. the time. So I just skated right on in, walked all the way up the steps, uh, went to his office, and he says, Oh, my God, it's totally spaced on it. We're going to come down right now. And so when we come out, we skate backwards down the steps.
0: <laughs>
1: and everybody's like, oh, my God, look at these
0: guys. <laughs> you don't hang around, though. You got to get out. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me some of the things that you've gotten done. I've, I've been going through the archives a little bit, but you stopped the ban in 79 yeah. by forming the Skate Patrol. Sunday closures. Um, that <laughs> Sunday closures, at, did that, that was already there when you got there. Sundays right? were already there. But you got the skate in place in 89, Correct.
1: Um, The area, Sixth Avenue? Yeah, yeah. We got that in 86. Yeah. It started off as a uh, trial period, 30-day trial period. That's another thing I learned about uh, trying to get something through. Do a trial period first. Every trial period has always become permanent. (laughs) But the idea was it was uh, a street then, but they got a $50,000 donation from a group that created this planter, down by the street at, um, at Fulton and 6. Mm-hmm. And so they created, they changed um, the the whole street to make it look like it was always meant to be uh, a public space. Instead of the street, they, they chopped out some of the street to make it look like a pathway. And then it opens up to where it comes to Kennedy Drive. And we have been skating there, you know, every Sunday, every Saturday as well, not Saturday, but every Sunday. And this was a place you went where you weren't a great skater like us, right? You had to go somewhere where you could hone your skills. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, it's a big – it's it's almost like it's big enough that you can take laps. And there are people yeah. in the middle dancing, and, and it's all skating. It's, but that wasn't the
1: place to be Yeah. back in 79. Yeah. And that was the place you went so you could get the skills to sure. be out on JFK Drive. Yeah. It was uh, the intersection of 8th Avenue and JFK Drive, the bridge – that was the epicenter of roller skating mm-hmm. that was there you know, people sitting on the on the bridge and on the walk and everything and uh, skaters in the middle dancing jumping over things um uh, jumping over people um i've got big boombox stereo people dancing in the crowds uh that was it but the problem is by 85 that scene had just shrunk yeah. uh Disco was, like, uh, hated by people, um, all that. And so I'm looking here. I got a permit. I can put my car here. I can I can be here. But I'm saying to myself, you know what? We're the problem. We are causing everybody to come and watch us. And now the buses can't get through. The people can't get through. Let's take this up to 6th Avenue. And then we can be there all day, do that all the time. And uh, that's what happened. We... Uh, moved there and we started we used to come there at the end of the day Mm -hmm. but now we're there every day uh skate patrol starting to wane uh you know we still have people we're still doing it but now it's about establishing a spot a real spot an everyday spot a place where you can go and skate it's free it's fun and uh this uh, sixth avenue right now this is an example of what every city should have every city's got basketball court every city's got swimming pools you ever been out there lately? Nobody out there. Everybody needs a place where you can skate in 6th Avenue. Uh, skating Place, it's the example. Right? And it's fantastic. D-
0: describe to me, I've seen it, but describe to me what Skating Place is like on a Sunday, on a nice Sunday. Oh, it's, Tell me your, your like your favorite day at the Skating Place. Give me a description.
1: <laughs> um, every Sunday I pull up to, sec- to Skating Place with my stereo. Yeah, I get there around noon twelve thirty, and every time it's the same it's like it's like a fish being thrown back into the water you know it's just it's magic it's beautiful the sun is out the the trees the grass is green the you know it's just uh it's a wonderful thing. You have all your friends there. You don't even have to have your friends there. You can just come there and sit on the sideline, and and you're gonna you're gonna feel like you're a part of something special. It's like, uh, you know, if you love your job when you go to work, it's kind of like that. It's like, hey, I'm going to work. And that don't even sound right, does it? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Sundays in the park is like, um, it's like you know. It's like going to the, the amusement park, you know? You just can't wait. When you're a kid, you're going to go to Great America. Wow, this is a special day. I'm going to ride the rides. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And I I feel it like that to this very day. Uh, even to the people that come up, we all seem to, like, have our little routines. And I'm usually about the second or third person right as I get there and turn around I see other people that's coming up the street we all have to hunt for places to park we all have to um you know do what we have to do to get there and to be prepared and then once the music starts and you start skating I mean this will start at one o'clock and you know here comes seven o'clock and eight o'clock and you're still going around that same circle and you know practicing those moves and dancing with your friends and you don't want to go home yeah you know you don't want to go home. All the problems of the world, all the politics and things that happen, doesn't penetrate this bubble. It's like it's a place for magic, you know. And you are the magic, whether you're uh, whether you signed up for it or not. If you're the person that's sitting up there on the hillside, you're sitting there going, "Oh my God, I I, I wish I could do that." And if you're the person uh, sitting, you know, skating around, you're saying, "Oh my God, why don't you come off the hillside and come do it with us?" Yeah, and it is. It's wonderful. It is. It's my job right now. You know, it's like, I can't believe it. Look what I do. Look, look, look what my job is. Um, I don't like giving up. I haven't finished. There's still, we still, we, we need to close the park off every day. You know, it should be closed off all the time. You have an 800 space garage there now. Uh, you All the issues of parking, all the issues of, of the institutions and, um, you know they're getting their people making their money and doing what they need to do. I think they were solved a long time ago. It's just that change is hard for people. There's always issues, you know. It's like uh sometimes there's violence mm-hmm. and sometimes there's uh people that are not as nice as others. Uh sometimes there's uh people that just want to do whatever they want to do. And I'm like I'm like the cop. I'm like the dad. Uh they respect me. Uh, here, here's an example Last Sunday I had a A friend that got married At uh, Russian River mm-hmm. So uh, I hate missing a Sunday But
0: How many Sundays have you missed Over the years?
1: Uh, 40 years <laughs> Well not, Due to Only due to rain uh, I might have missed 10 <laughs> For other things <laughs> All right. Like this wedding
0: Well it's a wedding So Yeah I had yeah. to do
1: it Yeah And while I'm gone everybody is back in, at 6th Avenue fighting over. Who plays the music? Who's in charge? No, I've been here long as D. I should be this and that. And, um, you know, here's what I, here's our whole set. You know, music, playing music, uh, doing things, it's all permitted things, okay? You need to go to wreck and park. You got to tell them what you're doing. You got to tell them the times that you're doing it. You got to put in a permit for sound. You got to do all these things. Since I've done it for all these years, I'm kind of grandfathered in. Mm-hmm. But I know the responsibility that goes with it. And every person there needs to understand that. I don't play music that offends people. Uh, I don't play music that is vulgar in any way. I play happy, dancing, let's have a party music. Um, if there is something that goes on, I try to take care of it before having to call police.
0: Yeah.
1: I think that every time there is a record of something that goes down, there's somebody saying, "Hey, this has been going down. We got to do something about it." And so, I have always tried to s- stop those things. You know, stop those people that are having problems and issues and causing problems. Now, I have a lot we have people in every walk of life from city hall, police department, fire department, everywhere. We 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 have skaters that were you know, over 40 years, you develop a lot of relationships, and they always help us. And, you know, it's those type of things. It's those type of relationships. It's those that where you don't have to be told that this is wrong. You know it already. And so why cross the line? Uh, every time that somebody, you know, like I said, everybody brought out their stereos last week. They were fighting, Say, who's going to play what, who's going to do this. And uh, when the people started playing music that was bad and that was cursing and all that, the people that were there got together and says, hey, I know Dee's not here, but you can't do that. You know, and I'm so proud of that. (laughs) It's like, it's like you're a teacher and you leave somebody in charge of the room while you go somewhere. You expect that when you get back, it's gonna be cool, but you know exactly what happens as soon as that teacher leaves the room. Everybody goes crazy, ah! But in this particular thing, they didn't. They take the same responsibility that goes with it because they know that you can lose it. Mm -hmm. You can lose it. It only takes two people uh, to get the machinery going to cause us issues. Two letters to the wrecking park, and it's their job. That's what they're supposed to do. And so I know this, and so I always try to keep this from happening. And so far, let me knock on wood, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, we've, we've, we've dodged every bullet. And we've kept it going it's not exactly the same as it used to be but the energy is exactly the same
0: well I'll tell you one thing that I've noticed over time I mean we had the same experience and I'm a I was a seven or eight year old kid from Burlingame and you're a 20 something year old coming from Kansas City and we were all kind of accepted there I look at these skate patrol photos and it's like a UN delegation. I mean, there's representative from, from every culture, and has it, true. has it, how did it develop that way, and has it always been that way?
1: It's always been that way, but, you know, originally, the most of the people that was on escape patrol were people from group homes, uh, that didn't have uh, family structures and stuff like that. I find that most people want to do good. You know, you gotta give them a chance. Um, the scene has changed but the people that are drawn to do skate patrol are people that want to help anyway you know these are the type of people your your car won't start you need to jump and you know ain't nobody gonna stop you Sitting here uh you know skate patrol people they see you out there and go ah oh, let's just stop and help this guy yeah you know and that's kind of the energy that they have that's what that's what it's all about it's like like I said earlier, the Guardian Angels, that was kind of the example when we started. Uh, they were, you know, kids from the neighborhood, people that cared about their neighborhood, and they um, got together to patrol, you know, stop crime, help that. And we had to deal with that as well because while we're, anytime you get thousands of people in anything, you're going to get a certain number of them that have to no good, you know. Yeah. And that happened in the park as well. Uh, we would have people would snatch the camera off your neck. One, I had four teams, right? One team was called Team Five. Uh-huh. Team Five didn't stand at the hill and help you down. Team Five didn't sit there and wait. Team Five roved around. And any violence, any anything that needed muscle, yeah. that's what they were. They were my enforcers. <laughs> and
0: um on skates. Oh yes, definitely on <laughs> skates.
1: And they didn't play. Yeah. You know, if you were doing something that hurt somebody, you were gone. Yeah. Now, we can do this the hard way or the easy way. You make the choice. And back then you could do that. Nowadays, if you say that, people will file a lawsuit against you. Yeah. You know, but then, you know, people got it. It was like you know, there were gang fights. Oh, they had the WPODs, White Punks on Dope. Oh yeah, all these different things, and uh, all the how you interact with people, how you make friends, and how you, uh, uh, as a quasi leader of this cultish skating thing. Yeah, it's 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 probably hard to for people to understand how all this happened, or how I can keep doing it for all these years, and all that, but. Man, it's been just an absolutely wonderful thing. It's just been with the people you meet and, you know, <laughs> the police officers. I mean, everybody's like, oh, the cops, the cops, the cops. I have some cops that have helped me in ways you would never believe. Yeah. I'm driving down the street. I have my daughter in the car. I'm going past the ferry building. And um, the cops put his lights on me. Ooh. I'm like, oh, no, I'm in trouble. What have I done? I pull over. And uh, it's Officer Feuer. His wife is a supervisor, Sandra Fuhr. Oh, of course. And he says, hey, aren't you that guy from the park? I go, yeah. He says, look, they're having a meeting in mm-hmm. here uh, at the Ferry Building about your Friday Night Skate. You guys are getting ready to get kicked out of here. You need to go <laughs> park your car. You need to get in there right now. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> and had I not done that, yeah. the Friday Night Skate would have been banned. Yeah. See, that's the thing. We're, we're talking about uh, 40 years of roller skating in 6th Avenue.
0: And 40 years of it, Skate Patrol has been continuous?
1: We don't really have Skate Patrol meetings and stuff no more. Yeah. But the people who are on Skate Patrol go out and still patrol. Yeah. We just don't have that target that says, hey, you, come help me. Hey, you, come help me. You don't me. have
0: those sweet track suits that you had exactly. in the beginning.
1: <laughs> and that was another thing because that's what would happen. Uh, we were the only people that you could uh, contact in an emergency. Yeah. And so when you see those uh, red and gold-clad roller skaters, you know that they could help you. And uh, today, we still have people that, that do it, uh, but it's more of an attitude. See, I think that you should do that anyway. You shouldn't have to be on escape Skate Patrol to help somebody need help. You know, you should just be a regular person and as you walk down the street, somebody need help, you should stop and do that. And mm-hmm. that's really what the Skate Patrol is all about. You're talking about people who have maybe been disenfranchised, maybe been not accepted in the other cool kids groups, and maybe – you know, not especially with, the, this was when first people I knew that skated were homeless. I never knew that uh, someone would live in a car and stuff like that, but this is, you know, I, I my thing is, if you don't lie or steal, you, sh- you can hang with us.
0: Skating place is a good place for people to come and learn, maybe to, for people to start out. Is that yeah. what you'd recommend? Absolutely. And then what else have you got going? You've got Church of Eight Wheels.
1: Church of Eight Wheels, Friday Night Skate,
0: church of eight wheels tell people what that is that's, a, that's a, it's a it's a
1: it's a church i um i've always been looking for a place to have skate parties yeah you know it's a place we can hang out in when it's rainy season foggy season you know what i mean yeah and so i was uh, searching for a place and this uh, guy says hey i know this dude that has this church it's empty uh he might let you you know use it and i'm like put him in front of me give me a chance i'll talk him into it and I did. <laughs> he let me have a party there, and uh, that was five and a half years ago. It's uh, Sacred Heart uh, Catholic Church. It's on Fell and Fillmore, and it was, uh, I think it was uh, closed in 2008. Yeah. So all those years, it's just been sitting there, sitting there, sitting there. And uh, when the owner let me come in and do my party, it was a wreck. It was dirt, wood, trash, um, Drug addicts uh, dug holes in the building. They can get in. We had to chase them out. We had to do everything. Uh, But that is San Francisco's hottest night spot now.
0: So that's Friday and Saturday nights?
1: Friday nights and Saturday nights. Um, We have uh, two kid sessions uh, on Friday from uh, uh, 5 to Uh 7. And on Saturday from 3 to 5. And then it's adults from uh, 8 to midnight on Friday. And then uh, 7 to 11 on Saturday.
0: Friday night skate that starts at uh, the ferry building, right? Yeah, that's yeah. Uh,
1: another story all in its own. Um the Friday night skate started with the earthquake in yeah. And uh they had the Embarcadero Freeway it was closed off to car traffic. And so the skate patrol used to have meetings every Thursday night. And so after the skate patrol meeting, we would take off at night and skate around the streets. Well, one day we came across the freeway entrance that said do not enter. <laughs> And there was nobody there, so hey, let's go.
0: You we, skated the Embarcadero Freeway, oh my the God, double-decker? What a,
1: that is a fantastic experience. That was like Disneyland for a roller skater. Here you are.
0: It's like a video game, David. Exactly. <laughs> with,
1: with lanes, you know. You, you're you on top, you know, right where the bridge goes under uh, that ramp that used to go uh, from the Marketo Freeway onto the Bay Bridge.
0: Yeah. You
1: can start from up there and just blaze all the way down. Nice, smooth asphalt. It was so cool. And uh, there were other people up there. People would go up there and walk around and stuff like that. Uh, that was from 89 to 91. And then in 91, they started tearing down the freeway. But what happened was, as we started showing up every Friday night, more and more people started showing up. And more and more, until we had, uh, at the peak, about 800 people every Friday. And there was, it was just like, escape, there's no rules. Uh, My rule is, you gotta act like an adult, Yeah. okay? We're not critical mass, we're not, which, was born out of the Fight Night Skate. We are having a good time. We're not protesting anything. We're just going from point A to point B and we're having fun. And you're and still
0: doing that. You meet at this day. Uh, what day, what
1: time do you meet? We meet at the ferry building. And, and that's
0: at, more at, for advanced skaters, right? Uh yeah.
1: You got to know a little bit about have to be an about... expert, but you have to be able to skate at least 1 mile non-stop yeah. and you have to be able to stop on command because you got to be safe. Yeah. And there's hills. If you're not ready for hills, don't do it. But we meet every Friday night at 8.30. We take off at 9 o'clock. We do a 12-mile loop around the city, and each stop is about a mile to a mile and a half away. Uh So we take off uh, from the ferry building. We skate along the Embarcadero to Pier 39. We go to the back of the pier. That's where we get our count, how many people are with us. And then we stop there, get our bearings, get everybody together, and then we take off again. And we have skate patrol that keep, make sure that people don't get left, left behind and if someone gets hurt or something like that, we're, we take care of our people. But it is so much fun. It's kind of hard, but then it's a workout. It's fun. It's social. It's healthy. And it's still the same part of that special energy of San Francisco where... You're not supposed to have 800 roller skaters in the street. I mean, if you're driving, you're here from Vermont, you came to San Francisco, you're at at Pier 39, and you look up and all of a sudden you hear, shake your groove thing, and it's going (laughs) by, and they're waving, and you go, what is this? I'm proud, of course, but I'm kind of like, not confused, but kind of, it's just, such an awesome thing that people would embrace these things that I've been doing it's, it's it was never intended to be that it was only we were just doing what we do yeah and people love it and i
0: and you're celebrating a 40th anniversary right 40th you got a few events coming up
1: we have uh 4 days of celebration we're going to do yeah um uh, we're starting off with the skaters black and white ball our skaters have been involved with San Francisco's black and white ball for 12 years Mm -hmm. and um, so we want to have one of our own we do want to honor those people who have been in there 40 years those people who have been making it happen those people who have been like Chris Duderstadt he's the guy that basically designed the area at 6th Avenue we worked together on all this stuff and he's been working with me for 40 years you have uh, uh, the people at Skates on Hate that have been there since 75 it's the last skate shop Mm -hmm. you know still around they're still plugging away but we're doing that the skaters ball on thursday the 11th of july then we're going to light up the night on the friday night skate we're uh doing a friday night skate on the 12th where we're inviting people from critical mass and from bike party to come and join us because all of those things were born out of the friday night skate Mm -hmm. um so we're going to light up the night we're going to hit the streets we're going to we're not blocking traffic. We're not going to cause issues. Gotcha. We're just going to have fun.
0: That's on the 12th?
1: That's on the 12th. And then, uh... Now on the 13th, there's a, a Hunter's Point Shoreline Park. It's uh, It used to be a PG&E power plant, mm-hmm. and the people basically petitioned to have it torn down. Now it's beautiful asphalt. It is just the greatest place to go roller skating. So I have been working with a group called Hunter's Point Now. Oh, I'm sorry, now Hunter's Point, you know. Put them down mm-hmm. in front and back, it don't matter. Um, I have been working with them to bring free roller skating experience for the people in the neighborhood. So, everybody in the 94124 area code, they get to come for free. We have a two hour session, but this is going to be the very first skate music festival. We've never had anything like that, and uh, the idea is to get people to come out and roller skate there's no cars there's two different music stages you will be able to find the music that you love you can bring your kids you can bring your family there's food there's everything and the idea is to have a funky good time
0: nice and
1: and, but it's not in Golden Gate park it's in a whole nother area that deserves to have the same type of great activities going on as any other part of san francisco and so I've been doing that already for a couple of years, but this is on July the 13th. We're having a skate music festival. After that, that night, we're having a party at the Church of Eight Wheels. And then that Sunday, it's Skate and Place. We're having the San Francisco Skater Showcase. So all of our roller skaters are going to showcase their talent. It's not a contest. It is an expression of the love of roller skating.
0: Yeah.
1: And um, it's free. It's fun. So we have concocted this whole thing just to show you and the people that skating never dies. It has ups and downs, you know, but skating is going to be here forever. Skating is a part of what makes San Francisco a special place to be. And for me, it's my life. I am so proud and happy to be able to do what I do in this city. This city has embraced me and embraced all the things that I have brought. But it is the nature of San Francisco to do that, you know. It is the nature of San Francisco to take things like this that are kind of quirky, not the norm, and to make it normal and to make it even better, to enhance it. And man, I've worked with so many people over the years, so many uh, politicians, so many wreck and Park people. Sandy Lee, yeah, uh, she's the she was head of permits for all of my stuff. She uh, every every event I've done, I've done. Houses of events races uh skate competitions uh dancing uh skate exhibitions skate lessons um uh, over the years I've, I've done all of them but they all go through her
0: yeah. and
1: i did a world's record once the um, 24-hour world record at the polo fields and um here it is like one o'clock at night and she's coming down to bring us donuts you know <laughs> it's like who does that you know that's that's so cool
0: well, I, I uh, appreciate you coming in here, and uh, and I just like the vibe. I mean, I've interviewed you for a couple things over the years, and and uh, you, you talked about it. It's like San Francisco, a lot of people focus on what's going wrong and the changes right. going on. There have always been changes going on, and a lot of things are the same, and right. I think you've seen that from your little point in the park there. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, I, I appreciate you coming on. I'm going to bring a photographer out on Sunday. I'm going to send someone out. If I come out, will you have some eight and a halves or nines for me? Oh, absolutely. Because I want to get back on skates. I
1: only got like 400 pairs in my basement.
0: All right. All right. I'm going to try and come out on Sunday, and uh, I'm going to try and get my groove back. Uh.
1: That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. And another thing. Yeah. I'm getting ready to do something else. (laughs) (laughs) I just put together a mobile roller disco floor nice it can go my dream is to have a, a a skating event at the top of the mark hopkins <laughs> <laughs> now i can do it now i have uh i have uh, uh 7, square feet of flooring uh, with the plastic floor on top yeah. lighting everything all the people that skated back in the day they get to come back and we get to reminisce on all those old days and all these old things and now I have something for them to take home because I need people to spread this around I call it spreading religion mm-hmm. it's 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 a religion for me I love it, I'm gonna do it until I can't do it anymore I have people that's out in the park that's 85, 86 years old skating strong uh, one of the things that we've done over the years I don't know if you ever saw the show uh, uh, That's Incredible
0: Oh of course, yeah
1: we used to skate backwards down California Street for fun. Yeah. <laughs> that and doesn't couple... sound like fun, David.
0: <laughs> yeah, it is fun, though.
1: <laughs> not only that, the last when I turned 60, right, Yeah, I wanted to do something special I had not done. And like, hey, yeah, remember skating backwards down the hill? Let's do that. I didn't even practice. I just yeah. went and got my skates. So here I am. And we're at the top of the mark, and we're doing it. I'm skating down the hill. Yeah, people are on the cable cars and all that stuff. And then this 84-year-old guy passes me up. <laughs> and I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> that's the story. <laughs> yeah. I got to get that guy because that's what I want to be. I want to be 80, 90 years old, still skating down hills, doing my thing. That's that's my plan. Yeah. I'm gonna, I don't. I don't think I'm ever going to stop doing a skating thing. I think that uh, I found my niche. I found my life. But I couldn't do none of that without my wife, Rose. I met her in the park forty years ago. Yeah, we just had our reunion on June the twentieth, our uh, anniversary. We just had our anniversary on June the twentieth. And um, she has been the key to this whole thing. Without her, none of this happens. <laughs> yeah. She's got my back.
0: All right, well, here's to Rose. Here's to you, and thank you for coming on my podcast. Oh, it's such man. a, it's such a pleasure. Always good to see you. Man.
1: Such a pleasure. Yeah and I love uh, looking at these pictures.
0: <laughs> thank you. Congratulations on the 40 years. Absolutely. Yeah. You are listening to the San Francisco Chronicle. Thank you to my guest, David Miles Jr. Our producer today is me, Peter Hartlob. Supervising producers are King Kaufman and Libby Coleman. Executive producer is Tim O'Rourke. And our editor-in-chief is Audrey Cooper. Our music is The Tide Will Rise by the Sunset Shipwrecks off their album Community. Read our columns and subscribe to The Chronicle at www.sfchronicle.com. Chronicle podcasts are on Apple Podcasts and other streaming services. Listen at www.sfchronicle.com slash podcasts with an S.